I'm Donna Peters, and this is season three of the award-winning Me Sweet podcast. The Me Suite is a community of career-driven, life-minded professionals sharing our stories, sharing what it means to lead our lives with purpose, planning, and power. What I call leading with a Me Suite mindset. Let's get in there. On this episode of the Me Suite, we are welcoming Donna Sanabria. She is a senior IT executive. She is a Cornell MBA, was first-generation college for Dartmouth. She is a passionate mentor with MS Squared, Phillips Academy Andover in math and science. The easiest way I can describe it is that Donna had a me-sweet mindset before we had a word to call it a me-sweet mindset. So while she is a wonderful fan and listener and follower of the Me Suite, she more importantly is a role model for leading her life with a Me Suite mindset. And so today we are going to have a little bit of a jazz session talking about all the work that Donna has done to lead her life with a Me Suite mindset. We are having a fireside chat without the fire and about a thousand miles apart. Welcome, Donna Sanabria, to the Me Suite. Thank you, Tahana. It's so wonderful to be here. I found uh, Donna in the early, early part of the Me Suite, uh, and she became a member of my personal board of directors when the Me Suite was getting launched and designed. So it's really coming full circle that you're here on season three. So let's start with core values. You know better than anybody that we always start with the foundation of core values. Yes, this is my favorite. And I think this was one of the first uh, podcasts that I listened to. So my core values are, is I remember them very easily because they are aces. So mm. A is for accountability, mm-hmm. uh, high accountability. Uh, C is for courage. I find that that's a very important feature of being a first gen. Uh-huh. E is around empowerment, empowerment of myself and, and those around me. Mm-hmm. And S is Seeking knowledge. Now, I was told that that's a SK technically, but (laughs) (laughs) seeking knowledge and being open to receiving kind of new things is really a fundamental part of, of my core values. Yeah. I would love if you would share with the listeners the work that you have personally done to lead your life with a me sweet mindset. So, you know, I think from the beginning, and this is maybe a little bit before you and I met, Donna, yeah. um, I was going through a lot of changes, I think, in my life and in my career. And that's not necessarily a new thing for me, but I reached a point where all the tools that I have developed over the years didn't seem like they worked anymore, right? Mm. And and I needed something different. And I I kind of thought, well, I'm in this place. I'm, I'm looking for some work to do, but I, I don't want to just do a job. I want to be fulfilled. Mm. And I want the job to really reflect who I am. Because I've been in roles before where the work is fantastic, but the the values of the organization and the way that we approach our work didn't fit. And, and for me, it was just, just very difficult. Mm. So I've kind of reached this point where I want those things to line up. And Literally, I think within a couple of weeks of me having some of that thought process, mm-hmm. I found uh, a link to the Me Suite. <laughs> and <laughs> I kid you not, 
And I started, this is maybe back early January of last year. And I, I started listening. I'm like, this stuff really makes sense to me. I was like, yeah, of course we have values as companies, but I never thought about applying that to myself. Mm. I think I intuitively kind of felt that way. And I, I often felt like I knew when I wasn't aligned and I knew when I was. And the the, the crystallization of just putting my values into words mm. really was a very big part of me shifting the tide in terms of where I was in my life. Wow. Uh, about last year, also coinciding with the pandemic. Wow. Yeah, what a convergence. Oh my gosh. And I, I think if, I, if, if the pandemic had really just kind of taken over um, without me doing that work, I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be doing the same things. Like mm. I think I'd be in a very different place. And I think for me, it was just the skies opened up and it was the right thing at the right time. Yeah. What that translates to is instead of kind of seeing the pandemic in a very pessimistic lens, I, I, I kind of looked at it as like, okay, this is a, a very terrible event. This will be, you know, historic. Yeah. But there's th- there are things here that I can uniquely do. And in a time like this, everything I've been building up to my whole life makes me able to really contribute in a meaningful way at this time. Yeah. So I'm going to go find a way to do that. Yeah. What is the work that you did to really know? What is so unique about you and the value that you bring that nobody else can? So I think part of that comes from being a first-gen student in Mm -hmm. college. And I think early in my life, I didn't quite recognize it as a a unique kind of uh, value add (laughs) in my career. It was just what I did, which is figure things out, you know, drop in to a situation. Most times... I would come in not having the background or the necessarily the expertise or the type of network that everyone else around me would have. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to figure things out. And so for me, it's about assessing, being able to quickly assess what's the environment around me, mm. being able to quickly assess what will it take for me to be able to um, contribute in this environment? What mm-hmm. skill do I have to bring forward? And more importantly, what skill don't I have? And how do I get that? Mm-hmm. So that I think is a very um, kind of first gen mindset, which is if there's something I don't have that I need, I'm going to go figure out how to get it. Wow. And by first gen here, you mean you were the first member of your family to go to college. I was. Right. To to go to college and to graduate from college. Wow. Wow. And now you are a mentor. Yes. And a very influential person in the lives of young people. Can you share a little bit about that role? I know you have a lot of passion for this. Yeah. So I, I really kind of started mentoring in earnest through my work with the MS Squared uh, Advisory Board. So this is a program for first generation students from various backgrounds who all really, what I can tell you, the best way to describe these kids is they have fire in their belly. Mm. They may not have what everyone else has what everyone else has to succeed, but they are determined to do it. And I see myself in these kids. So I, I, they're all, uh, you know, high school age when I meet them and they participate in a program that's a three-year program. So you get to know them a little bit over the year mm-hmm. uh, of the years in high school. And my last two kids that I've mentored pretty extensively just graduated last summer uh, from Dartmouth. Wow. And, wow. you know, what I can say is that 
there are certain characteristics of of the experience that only someone who's been through that recognizes. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. part of it is, you know, something as basic as, hey, you can talk to your professors. It's okay. And hey, they want to talk to you. So you shouldn't put your head down and just stay away from them. That might be something that is a little hard to to do um, if you don't know the dynamic that you should expect in a relationship with a professor. Mm -hmm. And so it's some examples like that. It's examples. uh, I even had to uh, work with one of my mentees to tell him, hey, it's okay to have some fun in college and you should do something that's only about the experience and not about the academics. Uh, And uh, a lot of the kids I work with are very high potential. They're very strong academically. So when they hear that, they're a little surprised. (laughs) I bet they are. Did she tell me I could just go play? (laughs) Yeah. I said, take a vacation and do absolutely, you know, skip class. Do you know, have, it's more about having those experiences that allow you to bond Mm -hmm. and build your network with other people at school. And um, also to drive interest and passion. Uh, One, I'll give you the last example. Uh, One of my mentees, I teased him. And I said, hey, have you been to the museum that's on campus uh, during, during the high school program? I said, have you been to the, the museum? I mean, it's fabulous. It has amazing works of art that you will never see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. said, you should go. So he just was like, okay, I'll go. He went and then he brought a bunch of friends. And to me, that's the most amazing thing because in my life now, I love art. I oh. love every museum. It is such a passion and a, a source of fulfillment for me. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that, you know, you wouldn't think to do if it's not in your everyday. Yeah. It's not because it wasn't available to him, but just maybe no one ever encouraged him to right. do that. And, right. you know, I think as first-generation students, you t- you, you're working hard all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think you do have to kind of lift yourself up to take in what's around you. Um, because it's going to guide you in the future path. And, and I have, that's the lessons I've learned. Yeah. And that's what I try to impart. Yeah. Well, you seem to be an always positive person. I was wondering if you might even be putting positivity on your core values list, but you didn't. Does that come naturally to you or do you work on this positive, everything is possible attitude? <laughs> well, I think being positive, I, I tend to lean on being positive because it, it just puts me in a better frame of mind. Mm. And I'd much rather be engaging with people in a very positive way. Yeah. And so it's always going to be a go-to for me. Uh, yeah, there's some days you can't always be positive <laughs> with everything. But I think especially now, I find that I am trending towards you know, really leaning on positivity because I feel that people do need it. And and some days are tough for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I like to set the tone there. And if wherever we go from there, we go. But once I set the tone from there, I find that whoever I engage with follows in that direction as well. And it's a great experience for both of us. Yeah. So it, it's something that I'm con- I consciously, you know, sometimes focus on doing. Um, I, I'm a little bit of a jokey smirk. So I like to throw in a little joke here and there, bring a smile. <laughs> the, the last segment of this show might be your stand-up routine. Is that where we're yeah, going? Maybe. Okay. I don't have a lot of pressure. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I do think it's essential to consciously choose to be positive, especially now. And mm. I and I know a lot of people who are struggling. Um, it's very hard to summon that up. But when you're able to summon that up, 
it, it changes kind of the direction you're looking in. Mm-hmm. And you might see something in a very different way simply by making that conscious shift. Yeah. So how did you go from first gen to college and to finish college to being an executive in IT as a woman? Some of it was purely accidental. Uh I don't know that I planned this at all. When I came out into the working world, it was when corporations and businesses were just really getting into personal computing and kind of this digital journey. And I was always in the room as someone who could understand how it worked and help apply that to whatever we were doing. Mm -hmm. And so I got picked oftentimes to kind of be the one that goes and sets up the database or figures out how to get everything through email. My first job, I had to figure out, I actually had to work with the IT guys to figure out how to send an email to somebody at school. Wow. (laughs) That's dating me a little bit. But (laughs) I find that I always land in this place. And I think because I naturally um, have a an affinity towards engaging with people mm-hmm. and a, a way of explaining things. I fall into these roles where I have naturally become this bridge between the technology and kind of the business side of the house. Um, and, and that's what my career has been based on, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, it's today. such a clear brand, right? That you're the bridge between business and technology. That's a very value-add place to be. Yeah, and, and if I can frame it a, another way, uh-huh. uh, which which uh, it makes me laugh a little bit, um, it's it's kind of like being the connective tissue yeah. uh, in an organization between the technology and what the goals are. Yeah, and it a lot of times it's it's you know I'm the gray space in between. I, I you know I shape and shift to figure out how to um, how to apply technology and how to help an organization move forward with technology. Yeah. And again, I'll come back and say, I kind of think it's more of a first generation skill set wow. that I have, which is kind of, you know, you got to figure out something. No one else has an answer. Um, it's something you don't know. Well, you're going to go pursue it and figure it out. And yeah. and that's what I do. Yeah. Well, a couple of things here. First of all, thank you for helping me appreciate, right, that that perspective from a first gen talent. You also have demonstrated some really powerful storytelling skills that I hope listeners might have been picking up on here because of the imagery you were using around, I'm a bridge between business and IT, I'm the connective tissue, I excel in the areas that are gray. All those little things that you've just done to tell your story are really beautiful examples of what we mean when we talk about in the me suite, well, how do you communicate your personal brand and how do you synthesize your story into a powerful way that people can really understand what is unique about you? So you just role modeled that too. So thank you. I don't think you intended to do that. It's just who you are. That's just what I bring to the table. (laughs) Yeah, that that was great. That was wonderful. What is your toolkit or your rhythm or advice that you have for people that are trying to move from the, I think I want X to I'm going to go get X. Yeah. So, I mean, that one really is about, in some ways, simplifying Uh, your goals and being focused. So for me, it helped to know, you know what? I am focused on making sure that I I am fulfilled in the work that I do. mm. And that opens up a lot of doors. Is that just kind of having that simple focus opens up a lot of doors because that then can look like anything, right? And I think you have to be willing to understand that it might not look exactly kind of like what you had in mind, mm. but 
But if you're cut, really open yourself up and focus on what your true objective is, and then you're open to the possibilities, then I think you have an easier time transitioning because you you can get excited about things that maybe you didn't plan for, right? Yeah. And I think the work that I'm doing today is work I've been doing for a long time, but I'm doing it in a different way than I had probably imagined. But I am so happy mm. and I wouldn't have thought about it. And I think part of part of what led me to, you know, kind of what I'm doing today um, and the company that I'm with today has really been about accepting that, you know, it, it wasn't a title. It wasn't a particular location. It wasn't a particular aspect of career that, you know, I, that is competing with everybody else. It was all about my personal value and yeah. how I value myself yeah. and what I value doing every day. And that connected me to an opportunity that really I'm, I'm so thrilled to be in today. Yeah, it's made Well, they're very lucky to have you. Are there pieces of advice that you have for me, sweet listeners, rhythms or things that you do daily or weekly that uh, if, I, if I wanted to be role modeling you, what, what could I learn from you? So I think one of the things, and I'll, I'll focus on something that I was doing a lot, uh, really kind of early in the pandemic was, mm. you know, one of my core values is around seeking knowledge. Yeah. And, and it was essential. It was essential for me to get out there. And we, at any point in our career, we can think we know a lot of things, but there's always something new to learn. Uh-huh. And it was essential to start digging into areas that I was excited about exploring. And that took a lot of different forms. I, I think I signed up for so many podcasts. I looked, I read so many books. I got, every, you know, goodness, I, the whole library on digital transformation and, and other things, just to see if there was something that I uh, didn't really know. Mm. And I really consciously was pushing myself to bring in kind of new understanding. And from there, it really shifted how I had conversations about what I could do. It helped me see what I could do uh, in a different way. Yeah. And it produced much better conversations when I had, you know, um, meetings with folks and, and opportunities and interviews and everything else. And it made me excited about things. So uh, the energy that you convey that, you know, it kind of shifts the, the uh, balance, I think, when you can summon that energy. And for me, seeking the knowledge, getting new things uh, to learn and, and new ways to apply your skills helps me shift that energy to a place where I feel like I'm more in control. Yeah. Obviously, you're this very successful professional and executive when you're at work. What is the morning of Donna or the evening of Donna? Are there rituals that you have that help you keep it together? So uh, some of the some of the rituals really are about connecting with people. Okay. Right? And I mean, I think when I go through my morning, I'm pretty focused. I'm talking to people all the time, but I'm not necessarily in every conversation really connecting with people. Uh-huh. And I think, um, you know, kind of when I get later in my day and, and in my personal time, it is really important to to establish that connection. And And I kind of, especially in the pandemic times... I feel like I really need it. And so making sure that I take some time in the evening when when I shut down my computer, I'm checking in mm-hmm. with the people who are around me. I'm checking in to see how they're doing. I'm also looking to make sure that, hey, if someone has a great story or some good news, I take that in because you know what? It helps me too. Oh, nice. <laughs> so listening yeah. to 
the smallest, you know, joyful experience. I, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of time thanking people for sharing a little piece of joy with me. Uh, and that's something that I've really been doing a lot uh, lately. So finding that time, making the mm-hmm. time to have personal connection. That I think that would be kind of the one thing that I consistently do that that keeps me going. Yeah, I love this example. Do you have an example maybe from yesterday or the day before? What was a nugget of joy that you took away in a day? Yeah, so <laughs> so a friend of mine uh, had a, a milestone birthday. Oh, I've, I've heard <laughs> so, of those. <laughs> yes, it was a milestone birthday. And it's hard because people cannot celebrate um, mm-hmm. their their birthdays in the way that they'd like to. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, of, one of the nuggets of joy I took away with a group of, of folks um, was to celebrate that person. And, you know, we had a group celebration that we uh, kind of put together. But then I, on the side, I did a little side thing that said, hey, this is a super secret just for you and me, way I'm celebrating your birthday. Oh. So I made a little video uh-huh. and I sent it to her. And it would it just brought you uh-huh. know light to my life to know that that she saw it and that she loved it. And it was a way that we personally connected, you know, even uh, among uh-huh. many people who wanted uh-huh. to celebrate with her. What advice do you have for me, sweet listeners, that maybe you haven't heard on other episodes? What do you want to convey? So something that I always tell people Mm -hmm. about with regard to the me suite is, you know, I send links and I say, hey, check out the podcast. But I find that the most rewarding experiences I have in sharing the me suite is when I sit down and I, I have conversations with other people about what that topic meant. Ah, we exchange what we mutually got from it. And because I think everyone takes something slightly different away. Um, and, and, you know, these are short bursts of, of great amount of knowledge and insight. And so I think part of the value of the suite is not just kind of listening to the 15 minutes, but really processing it and having dialogue around how you can apply it to your life. It really, because everyone has that different vantage point. And I mm. actually literally, even with, some of the podcasts, I try to write down a couple bullet points of how can I use this? Oh, you know, wow. How can I apply this? Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll share my template with you one day, my listening template. You have a listening template? Do. Oh, you, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, if, you're an, if, if grades matter, I give you an A+. Plus. <laughs> but it, 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 because there's so much value in it and I, and wow. I don't want to miss it. So, you know, sometimes I, and I put questions to myself in there and, and those are the questions yeah. that I discuss with other people. That's amazing. Okay, so my challenge to every listener out here is uh, if you have a listening template and you have listened to this wonderful episode that has brought me a lot of joy today, what are you going to put in your listening template from learning from Donna Sanabria? Thank you so much for joining us in the Me Suite. It has been terrific to learn from you. Thank you so much, Donna. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I I hope any little bit that I have had to say can help someone else. Thank you for joining us in the Me Suite. For executive and career coaching services, contact me, Donna Peters, at themesuite.com, LinkedIn, and Twitter. The website is the-me-suite.com. Suite is spelled like executive suite. And if you like what you're hearing, give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps us continue to shine a mic on more amazing people.